You're listening to The Birder's Guide with Michael Greenshields. G'day folks, welcome back. Now today we are doing another trip report. So I've got a tour currently with John and Christine. Uh, we are heading, well we have headed up north. Uh, we've had a few COVID issues as everybody else has as well. We were hoping to get to Alice Springs uh, later this week or early next week but um, just before we left, I think uh, the afternoon before we left, the government closed basically all the borders. So we've, well, we've just finished finalising our plan. We're currently three days in at the end of day three, but uh, I have I have recorded a few bits and pieces prior to this. However, my microphone wasn't working, so they're all crackly as hell so I've had to delete them and so I'm starting again so anyway we've made it to the end of day three we're currently camping just north of Glendambo on the Stuart Highway you'll probably at some point hear some road trains go past I have upgraded the microphone on my phone so I'm not 100% sure how much it'll pick up but you can probably hear the fire in the background crackling away it's 9.30 at night, stars galore, no wind, and not too cold, which is nice. The last few nights have been freezing. So birding-wise, we... So I flew into Sejuna, whatever day it was that we started, Monday, I think. Um, I flew into Sejuna, and uh, John and Christine picked me up. We headed pretty much straight up to Googs Track, which was our first target for the trip, which was the Rufus grass wren, sand hill subspecies up there. First major bird of the day was a pair of copperback quail thrush right near the first gate onto the track. So that was pretty good. That was a good find first up. And then basically we just headed north to the spot where the grass wren were supposed to be. Lots of sand dunes, nice country, it's all looking very green, uh, heaps of water everywhere, puddles all over the road, well not all over the road, but puddles on the road. We spent about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, trying to find this grass wren, and we did eventually find one or two, I don't know, John, how many did we find? I don't remember. Well, it was two, but we only saw one. We heard two. We heard two. We saw one. Uh, but we've got fantastic views of them, um, of the one. Uh, we also managed to flush a scarlet-chested parrot, which was cool. And that was about it in terms of interesting species. Uh, heaps of Jackie Winters around, yellow-plumed honey eaters, crested billbirds. Um, nothing else really of note. So we drove back down south on Googs track found a nice spot to camp on the side of the track and set up camp there i did record so the first one i did of this um up the Streslecki track with dad uh i had a bit of feedback on that and thank you to everybody who did give me feedback quite a few people said they would like to hear 
more of the surroundings and more of the actual bird species. So I did get some very good recordings of crested bellbirds and yellow-plumed honeyeaters that morning when we woke up. But as I said previously, my microphone wasn't working, so I had to delete them. Anywho, uh, they were basically the only species I saw on my walk that morning, and it was freezing cold. So that day, so I packed up early, headed uh, west, nope, east, headed east towards Mount Ive, which was where our next target was. The drive was relatively uneventful. We did find a flock of about 30 Major Mitchell cockatoos where we stopped for lunch, which was very cool. Um, and some red-capped plovers we found, oh, I don't even know, maybe 25 of them uh, on a salt lake. So all the salt lakes had water in them. It's obviously had a lot of rain in that area recently. That was really about it for the trip. Nothing else to report. Uh, we got to Mount Ive, and we did try in the afternoon or the late afternoon for some short-tailed grass wrens, but with no luck. Uh, but that's okay. They're usually better in the morning anyway. So we set up camp at Mount Ive, pretty uneventful, and crashed for the night. Had another very early... No, not a very early. Had another very cold morning, but we headed up the mountain and kept looking for short-tailed grass wrens. And this time we did manage to find some. I found uh, one, uh, which was very skittish, but unfortunately by the time John and Christine caught up, uh, we couldn't re-find it. But after a bunch more walking, we found another another group the first time i saw them i heard at least three calling um quite strongly but uh eventually we only we only saw one but we got some good photos and it was fairly confiding so that's always nice when you get to see a grass wren for more than half a second jumping between some bushes so that was our morning at mount ive I don't think, we didn't see anything else at Mount Ive, did we? Uh, no, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Flock of galahs, that was about it. So anyway, left Mount Ive, heading, so everything everything has been very green. Um, there's been a lot of water around, everything looks healthy. We headed north from Mount Ive and we went west around Lake Gairdner. Um, and the blue bush there is looking spectacular very blue um everything just looks like it's had as much water as it needs and is powering along we didn't really see that much bird life a few little bits and pieces flitting across the road every now and then black-faced wood swallows around the place but um no big flocks of anything but nonetheless the scenery was the scenery was very nice it's a track that i haven't done before so i'm always keen to try new places go new places um so anyway we we were hoping to we were hoping to make it to cooper tonight because we're looking for chestnut breasted whiteface but 
it took us a bit longer than we expected to get down to get back to the highway. So we've just set up camp north of Glen Dambo and tomorrow morning, oh no, backtrack a little bit. We did flush um, a pair of cinnamon quail thrush, which were one of John's target species, just east, just east of Glen Dambo, maybe, well, I don't actually know, five, six kilometres maybe. Uh, just on the side of the road, so that was cool. I thought I heard something else of interest. Sounded a bit grass wrenny, but uh, we couldn't we couldn't track it down at all. So anyway, cinnamon quail thrush. That was quite cool. So we've set up camp here. It's a beautiful night, and we'll head to bed shortly. And then we'll get up at the crack of dawn and go find ourselves some chestnut-breasted whiteface, maybe some thick-billed grass wren, and. We'll be in touch tomorrow night and we'll let you know how we went. John says that our cinnamon quail thrush was west of Glendambo, not east, which is true. G'day again, folks. I'm not 100% sure what this microphone is going to pick up, but um, we're currently driving, so if you can hear a whole bunch of stuff going on in the background, that's just the car. We are... Oh, I don't know. 100 k's north of Port Augusta, 150 k's. So, uh, I've missed a night. I was supposed to record this last night, but forgot in the complete non-haste of life, but forgot nonetheless. Anyway, so we have, for the last two nights, been camping at a place called Mulga Camp, which is on Wiki Camps. Uh, highly recommend. It's about 10 kilometres north of Glen Dambo. Great little spots, about 500 metres back off the road. Plenty of firewood. Quite often these places have just been completely scun out of firewood, so you've got to bring your own, but plenty of firewood on the ground. Uh, heaps of space. We were the only ones there the first night, and there were two other groups the second night, but everybody's got plenty of room between each other. Anyway, Mulga Camp, Wiki Camps. Uh, highly recommend. So, Yesterday our main target was chestnut-breasted whiteface. Uh, not an easy bird to get at the best of times, but nonetheless that was our target. So we... Did we get up early yesterday? Yes. yes. Yesterday was our... Yes, it was very foggy yesterday morning. Uh, so we were up early and headed north. Our first stop was uh, a little way north, so we got there a fair way after sunrise but that was fine we didn't have although by the time we got there the fog had just lifted so it was probably just about right we didn't have any luck uh, with whiteface at that at our first site we crisscrossed it for a good hour hour and a half heaps of vocal uh, chiming wedgebill and I, I said that I would try and get some more audio clips of birds uh, the next one of these that I did wood swallow on the side of the road um, but it's a little it's a little bit difficult when you're on tour trying to find time to do that but I did manage to get some chiming wedgebill calls so here they are Charming wedge bills and 
trucks. <laughs> so, other birds of interest here were three cinnamon quail thrush. We've actually seen quite a large number of cinnamon quail thrush uh, sort of between Glendambo and Cooperpedi. I think off the top of my head it was about seven that we've seen, but could be wrong. Anyway, a, a reasonable number. Uh, a whole stack of black-faced wood swallows and white-browed babblers, zebra finch and southern whiteface. So just the standard sort of stuff, uh, but everything was quite vocal. It was quite a nice morning to be out walking regardless. And the plant life out there was looking really good. Um, obviously it's a sparse desert landscape anyway, but the, the plant life was looking green and healthy and well watered, so that's always nice. So anyway, uh, no luck at that site. So we headed north to try for a different site which was um, a fair way north. On the way though, uh, we drove past a spot which looked to me like the sort of place that chestnut-breasted whiteface would quite like. Um, if you are driving along, you're sort of looking for a fair bit of open ground, small shrubs, little bit of grass or ground cover, um, and some trees around the place. And if you can find an area that's got um, like a, 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 single, a single big patch of spare ground, like you would see at, say, a rest stop, um, they're always good places to check. So anyway, so we drove past and I thought that looks pretty promising. So we hopped out and headed out. And lo and behold, we found some. We found three, one of which was uh, considerably more confiding than the others, but it was very much so more confiding. Um, and quite often would come and land well, at one point it landed so close to us that my camera wouldn't focus on it, so I think my camera's minimum focus is about three and a half metres, so that's that's not too shabby at all. But we had spectacular views of it, um, and so we hung out there for, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, just enjoying, <clears throat> enjoying being in the presence of a bird that is very difficult to find. So that was uh, easily the bird of the day. We'll ask John, bird of the trip? Uh, yes, it would definitely be bird of the trip. Excellent. Significantly less walking than short-tailed grass wrens. It was about 10 metres from the car, which is lovely. We did try a spot for thick-billed grass wrens just north of where we stopped for lunch, but uh, finding thick-builds on the Stuart Highway is like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but we gave it a good crack. We walked a lot of kilometres, um, but no luck, unfortunately. So anyway, so we headed back to camp. We camped at the same spot because it was so good, and we got up this morning. It was nice. It hadn't rained overnight. Uh, it rained on us the night before that. No rain, no fog, not too cold and we are now heading south. We're hoping to stop in Port Augusta to look for chiming wedgebills, but if this rain that we've just driven into chirruping, chirruping wedgebills, thanks John, if this rain doesn't go away, we might, we 
might not. But anyway, we will see. We will keep in touch. Okay, sorry, let's uh, backtrack a little bit. So, our original plan for this trip was to head into the Northern Territory, go up to Alice Springs. Um, obviously with borders and COVID and all of that, that has changed. So we have decided to stay within the South Australian border and are heading south to Adelaide now. And then we're gonna bird our way tomorrow across to some Eastern Mallee. And then we're gonna see if we can find Chestnut Quail Thrush, Mallee Emu Wren, Red Lord Whistler, and Striated Grass Wren. So slight change of plans, but we should still be able to find some good birds and get some lifers and have a good time while we're at it. So anyway, we will let you know how we go. Well folks, we are done and dusted. We're back in the car, in case you can hear that in the background. Uh, we've all wrapped up. We are heading back to John's driving to drop me back at my house, which is very generous. So, we're just going to have a quick wrap up, and they don't know, I'm going to ask them yet, but I'm going to ask John and Christine what their favourite place and favourite bird of the trip was, and that'll do. So, Christine, you're first. <laughs> okay, my favourite bird has to be the chestnut white face. Chestnut breasted white Chestnut breasted, yes. He was so out and about, he was just fabulous. And uh, because of that, my favourite uh, camping spot was just down the track from him. And uh, yeah, those were my two favourite things. Did you have a favourite birding location? Uh, favourite birding location. Now that's a bit more difficult. Um, probably that uh, Cox Conservation Area. Cox Scrub. Oh, that was just amazing. Beautiful heath country. Excellent. Thank you very much. John, you're up. What's, what's your favourite, uh, what was your favourite camping location? Oh, that uh, place uh, north of, uh, just north of, uh, what's the town? The Glendambo? Yeah, white spot in the road. Yes, Glendambo. Uh, superb location and uh, another group of punters had left uh, three nights firewood supply. <laughs> we used it twice. So it's very happy indeed. Indeed. And favourite birding spot? Um, the Mallee country today um, in uh, about the sort of eastern end of um, South Australia. Um, what Mallee there is is lovely and um, I just enjoyed it. Uh, got a lot of uh, similar eucalypt woodland in WA but the, the sense of it is different species, it has a different feel to it and it has a lot of birds. And bird of the trip? Uh, well it's going to be a contest because I'm going to throw in three grass wrens against the chestnut breasted whiteface and red lord whistler thrown in as well so it's a bit hard to have a best bird of the trip. 
suppose it has to be the white face, but three grass friends lumped together, not, not too shabby either. <laughs> not too shabby at all. And on a scale of one to ten, would you rate my guiding as nine or a ten? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> States is 10 plus. Excellent. That's what we like. Anyway, we're all wrapped up and uh, hope you enjoyed that. Hope you learnt a little bit. And if anyone wants to come out and find some white face, get in touch.